Welcome to Digital Podcaster. I'm your host, Dylan Schmidt. Today is a podcast coaching episode, and I'm speaking with Sam Stanford, who is the host of the Everything STEAM podcast. STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Mathematics. And Sam was kind enough to join me to chat about his podcasting experience so far. And what Everything STEAM does on his podcast is take complex ideas and make them digestible for the everyday person like myself. And Sam loves sharing his knowledge with others, and he sees podcasting as a great medium to do that. On Everything STEAM, Sam interviews experts and shares information about various topics related to STEAM. Personally, I've found academic topics like what he talks about on STEAM to be a little bit dry, but what I love about Sam is he doesn't deliver them in a way that's dry. He tells stories and shares his knowledge in a relatable way. Uh, What you'll find Sam and I chat about in this episode is the struggles of not getting much engagement and growing listeners for your podcast. Also, how he's able to stay consistent with his show despite all that. A big focus on this episode is the idea of community and an email newsletter. So here's my conversation with Sam Stanford, host of Everything Steam. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Uh, Hey, thanks for having me, Dylan. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You're coming in bright from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Mm -hmm. I spoke with my, I was just telling you before we hopped in, press record, I, my, my dad lives there. And I think every time I talk to him, I get a weather update of Phoenix. Um, and it's, it just, it's funny watching it as it gets hotter and hotter and it's like, Oh, it's a, it's a hundred. Yeah. We're just laying in the pool all day. I'm just like, it's a lizard life out there. It truly is. It (laughs) truly is. You know, I, it's kind of funny whenever I left Pennsylvania, literally about a month ago, just a little over a month ago, it was 40, 45 degrees. And then when I got here, it was like 80, 85, 90. Now it's 90 every day. And I think, like I said, the spike that I've seen so far has been a hundred degrees flat. So it's been quite, quite a change, quite a change, but my body's done pretty good. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Watching your water intake levels like closely. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So your podcast is called Everything STEAM. That's right. And uh, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Mathematics. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you talk about reality TV. No. Uh, so I had seen the word steam before. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember what it stood for, but it's not the gaming platform. And like, yeah, that was, I was like, is this going to be, um, and then also I've heard of STEM, Yes. which just, do you know what STEM stands for? Is it? STEM? Yeah, it's, it's everything except for art. So the reason why we are accompanying or we're, we're, we're bringing art into the mix because art is paramount to having success in STEM, right? Because to be able to get from a hypothesis, which is just like a really formulated idea to a theory, which is something that is practiced and proven, you need to have communication. You need to have conceptualization, not only the math modeling of it, but also um, the experimentation, but you need the conceptualization. You have to talk about it and you have to you know, visualize it. So that's, we need art. We've, we've used art forever 
in science forever, all the way back to Galileo and, and way before then, whenever we were writing stuff on stone tablets. And now we just do it today digitally. So art's there. It, it should always be there. But I digress. That's that's Steve. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I mean, yeah. Ex- I mean, they my name is Dylan Schmidt, but my middle name is Existential Crisis. So <laughs> I might have one or two of those here. Um, uh, that's like the third time I've said that on this podcast, too. I'm just realizing. Um it's a joke, but it's true. Um, so <laughs> everything steam is steam yes. normally, uh, is it, is steam common? I guess. Cause I, I know, like I said, I've seen STEM, but is steam like your own thing or is that, uh, mm-hmm. it's a common thing. It's gaining traction. Actually the company that I work with, that's literally in 40 some countries has mm-hmm. steam ambassadors and I'm one of them oh, wow. and we'll go to like schools or have like virtual events and we'll like educate like kids or adults, whatever it may be. I mean, there's, I mean, we just try to get, you know, information out there so people can enjoy and understand life better, you know, like rather than just walking around, not knowing what the true color of the sun is, you know, you, you actually know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's enlightening and it's interesting. It makes life more, fruitful rather than just mundane you're putting the blinders on every day going to work and coming home seeing your family and going to bed doing the exact same thing so yeah it covers so much i mean just in in the the acronym steam yeah um, yeah and, without so, it we would be probably sitting in caves and you know being scared of the the predators around us and not having cars and you know <laughs> not having air conditioning and stuff yeah. like that Sure. If I was uh, clever enough, I would have came up with an acronym for uh, dead. I would say without it, without steam, we'd be dead. I feel like we'd be, that's just a bad joke. Um, so you have a podcast, Everything Steam. And is it just you or do you have someone else that you do the podcast with? Right. So we've entertained a lot of different things. My team and I, uh, I've always been the host, but we've tried different co-hosts. Sometimes I'll rotate in a co-host. The problem that I've found is that whenever you have a co-host, And then a guest star, it's really hard to get a one-on-one conversation that like, it seems really fluid because there's always someone that has something to add. That's just a little different than you. And it throws off your entire thought process. We've done it. It's been successful, but it's not something that like my team and I are really excited about doing in the future. And we have these really interesting guests that come on with like a lot of followers and the followers would more than likely want to hear what they have to say rather than what myself and my co-hosts would have to say. So we we're kind of doing away with that. We've done some different things and we're we're figuring out that the one one V one convo is just is magical compared to the others. Yeah. That's it's fascinating. You say that I had a guest on my podcast that has like a huge TikTok platform Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he was like such a great talker where I'm just like, I'd say like one word, then he would just go on for like what felt like 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is fine. Cause I'm listening and I want to hear what he has to say, yeah. but have you found, uh, I, I found this, but I'm curious if you found it too, like how little talking, if you have a guest on how little of talking you actually have to do to keep something going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do a pretty decent job of directing conversation. Uh, we've had some stale points, but I mean, that's maybe that's just me. And, you know, you can easily edit that out if you wanted to, uh, you know, it's, it's really not that bad. I've, I've every guest that we've had on, we've like my marketer, my marketer will reach out to people that have a good platform already. So typically they're people that, you know, 
can talk or interested in talking. And we try to grab people that are really passionate about that. Wow. I hate saying this, but particular topic of discussion, because that's literally how I intro each, each episode, but like, that's, that's literally what we do. And I've, I've never had like a guest that, you know, I had to put words in their mouth. It's, it's always been like, okay, you're going, that's awesome. I have things to say. And whenever I, I get to say it, I'll say it, but like, you know, they're more here there. People are here for them yeah. and, and less me, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and you mentioned your marketer, what, what, uh, areas of your podcast do they help with? So my marketer actually just helps with getting people scheduled and finding people. Nice. And then unfortunately I wish I had more cash flow. but <laughs> if I had more cash flow, I would get a marketer for social media and then I'd just be so set <laughs> yes. all I'd have to do. So like I do a lot of the social media stuff and then I do editing and I do the, the content creation, like it's me and the guest. So it's practically like a full-time job. It is like a full-time job uh, most days of the week, which really stinks. So I work two to, uh, two jobs every day, but uh, I'm hoping that things take off and there's less on my plate, but it'd be really nice. If I could just get rid of either the social media or the editing, I, I would, it would be bliss. Got it. And how much time do you spend editing? Like how long, uh, how long is like a podcast episode for us? Oh man, we've had um, 45 minutes and they've gone as long as 90 minutes. It just depends on what we get into talking about. And I don't like to cut content unless the person that I'm interviewing or talking with really doesn't want that on there. And I've never had that issue before. We've always just went and it's, it is what it is. And then I go in and do some of the fine tuning, but the more that we do these podcasts, the better speaking, I like my speaking gets better. So I edit less and it's, it's actually really nice, but yeah. And, and the more episodes that we do actually the, the better the guests that we get. So like there's less editing to do there too. So it's kind of a nice little learning curve, so to speak. It's very good. Yeah. And do you know, estimate or off the top of your head, how, what episode number you're on? Yes. We're going to be posting episode 22 next week. Nice. Congrats. And how long ago did you start it? I started it last year. So the reason why it's, it, it seems like there's not a lot of episodes in a, in a full year's time. Well, no, actually our year will be in June. So we're 11 months right now, but I mean, it, it's still like, it seems like it's not a lot, but like we do it every other week. Uh, whereabouts for a while was kind of tough because, you know, I, it was hard spots with jobs and stuff and trying to, to figure things out, but we're doing it bi-weekly now and things are, are lining up quite well. Uh, just, just took some time to get like a real construct going that, you know, that was, that was more cyclical. So it's getting better for sure, but we have a lot of episodes coming up that are kind of slotted. So now it's just like, yeah, I have to do my research. I have to show up. We have to have a good, good show and get it edited and get it out there. So it's just now it's, it's, it's like riding a wave instead of having chop. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes, that makes sense. Um, and where are people like, what, I guess, what made you, what inspired you to start the podcast? Oh boy. There's a couple of things that inspired me to do this podcast. 
one is be, the first one is for my professional development. I want to be able to host talks someday. I want to do in-person talks and spread like knowledge about like steam, but also encourage like young people to be excited about steam. I think stemming off of that, the education system makes me want to do this because what we see across the board is people that just push back against science and they're not, it seems like there's a barrier between the people that do science and the people that don't. I mean, when I'm saying science, I just mean like steam in general, um, the sciences. And I think it's good to realize that people do science too. Like, like there's so much humanistic, egotistic stuff going on in science. And I, I think uh, we need to spike curiosity in, in young kids. And I don't think our education system does that correctly. Like you get one or two professors or teachers in your life that like really, like really gets you excited about it. But like, there's so many topics to be studied. There's, there's so much information out there. One professor or one teacher teaching one subject is not going to do it. It's going to, again, you're going to be horse with blinders and you're only going to like one thing rather than being excited to learn something new. And that's what I want to bring to the table. So with the pandemic and everything, I did a lot of self-reflection looked and I've been studying like different, like, like mis like the misinformation paradoxes and um, what we've seen throughout the pandemic. It's just pushed me to like, okay, we, really need science communicators, not like we got a lot of great people, obviously doing science. And that's obvious. I mean, just with what Moore's law has brought to the table with technology and how we've been able to create a really good and effective vaccine and all these other amazing applications. But the problem is there's not a lot of people putting it in lay terms for everybody and making it exciting and making it relevant. And I think that's that's the barrier. So we need more people to punch through the barrier and and talk to the normal folk that aren't in science, that aren't a bioepidemiologist, that isn't a scientist, that you know isn't a geologist. We need to get to these people because it makes their life better and way more enjoyable and a lot more transparent. So that's why I'm doing this. That's incredible and. So your the, like the purpose of your podcast is to serve if I'm hearing you correctly I'm not like saying what it is so correct me here mm -hmm. but it sounds like the purpose of your podcast is to bridge these higher this higher almost higher level learning or these maybe more complex things that uh well maybe people find them complex but you're bridging the gap between kind of the everyday person and these complex ideas kind of sounds like yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We have a couple of spinoff episodes where uh, we've had fun with some topics like we did. A, I have. So my background, maybe I should explain my background. My background is in physics and I'm a structural engineer by trade, but I also have a minor in, in uh, mathematics and I've done different research in, in the physics fields. I've done I've worked in a nanofabrication laboratory. I've ran a 3D printing laboratory. I've done a lot of different things that have been spread out. And I think that's the reason why I'm so hungry for different, different stuff. Um, but yeah, we've, so like, I have friends that are, that are physics majors, math majors, uh, engineers, 
And we've done, we did like a podcast one time where we just kind of talked about like thoughts of Armageddon, where we had like all these scenarios and we explained how we think that this could actually end life on earth. And it was just like a, it was a fun thing. It was a tribute to my friends because, you know, my friends have helped me a lot with this podcast. So I was like, time to get you on and, you know, get your name heard somehow. So we've yeah. done some cool stuff like that for sure. Make them a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But you're, you're pretty much spot on. It's like acting as that bridge. That's, that's cool. And it seems like something that a lot of people look to podcasts for. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the podcast. I think it's called Stuff You Should Know. Oh, okay. I think I've heard about that. Yeah, there's like, that. Uh, Stuff You Should Know. I feel like I'm saying that title wrong for some reason, and I've listened to it so many times. And then there's another one called 99% Invisible. Have you heard of that one? I have not. But have you heard of Probably Science? That's a good one with Matt Kirshen. I have heard the name, but I've never listened to it. Is that like a, not a competitor, but is that like comparable to your podcast? Not yet. He's been around for 10 plus years. So I, I mean, wouldn't yeah. say that I'm around. <laughs> I mean, not, I'm not saying like, you're like, you know, you know, going to edge him out or like you're stealing or you're anything like, like a uh, stealing audience listening, not nothing like that. Like, uh, but like a similar, like did, did that podcast inspire you to start your podcast? I would say. Yeah. His and like Star Talk is a good one Star with Talk, ne- yeah. with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I I like and then um, what's the one with Science Rules with with uh, Bill Nye? Bill I think Nye. I think he has a good show too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely looked in into those podcasts. They definitely inspired me. I would say, you know, they all do that exact same thing. They literally answer to the public's questions and. And that's really cool. I would like to someday have a, like a call-in show. I think that'd be really awesome. And, and just, or just answer questions. We, we typically do like, we'll get feedback from, from the audience and then we'll like, or I guess not feedback because that would be a post, a post deal, but like we solicit like questions and stuff. Like we did that for the podcast that we recorded last night on well, we call it a birdology, but it's it's the study of birds. It was just easier. It's more lay, so people understand that we're actually talking about birds. But yeah, I had a park ranger on that studies birds and migration patterns and stuff. And we talked about like birds and the environment and uh, how how anthropogenic influences are changing that and stuff. And that was a really good podcast. But yeah, we solicited some questions and we addressed he addressed them in the episode. And that was that was nice. So did he address the uh our bird the birds aren't real movement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, like how <laughs> pigeons are, are drones. I forgot to ask him that in, in the podcast. I was yeah. just gonna joke. I know I was I was wondering what his uh response was gonna be to that. <laughs> there was a I was watching on um I think it was a vice uh video on the guy i don't i don't know if he's a kid guy that started the uh birds aren't real movement and like just the whole misinformation of the whole thing and like he basically comes on the vice video and is like look i made it all up it's so silly people even believe this and i'm gonna keep it going because why not and like there's you know people that believe it and then there's people that are just in on it being a joke and they continue to you know make it a joke but then there's people out there that are like no actually birds aren't real it's a government (laughs) ploy to i don't know uh, right. birds have been around for 65 million years we only have fossil evidence but that's okay that's actually funny you know we i did mention misinformation a little bit and like so the reason why this is going on and this is 
this is my hypothesis. It's not even close to a theory, but it's something that I feel like could be backed by science. <laughs> but I, I think the reason why we have such misinformation is because technology has evolved so much faster than what our natural evolution can keep up with. So like if you're familiar with Moore's law, it's the, the speed in which, you know, the time, the time period in which you get a newer technology that's better and better, smaller and smaller, you know, takes up more space, but, but outputs more. And evolution like naturally is such a very slow process. So I think the problem is we've, we've, we've created so much technology in like 50 years, we'll just say 50 years, whereas it takes hundreds of thousands of millions of years to develop our brains. And it's like, I don't think our brains have been able to keep up with the level of technology. We're just, we're still tribalistic, which answers the call to the, the bird, the, the birds aren't real movement, right? People just want to be in a tribe because for hundreds of thousands of years, we had to be in a tribe to survive. And if we weren't in that tribe, you were dead because you just couldn't keep up with reality. And I, I see that today. We're still really primal. And that goes to show how animalistic we are in terms of some really hot button issues. And I think if, if I think the only way we can solve a lot of these problems is by answering the call towards misinformation with good information, but making it relevant and making it interesting. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I feel like, uh, like, you know, piggybacking off of everything you said, like, I feel like there's just this huge misunderstanding of technology and yeah. we kind of think it's sometimes better than it is or sometimes worse than it is. You know, it's hard to like accurately, accurately pinpoint where technology is at right now because it's moving so fast too. It's like there's AI, you know, being developed, you know, as we speak, getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you know, but at the same time, there are certain things that are not as far along as people would <laughs> assume they are, you know, and right. it causes a lot of confusion, you right. know, and especially for people that, like you said, haven't spent, you know, um, you know, especially people that are just a little bit older um, that didn't grow up as much uh, with the internet. You know, it's, it's, it's not their fault. They're duped into thinking certain things may or not yeah. may or may not be accurate. Cause like you or I, you know, who grew up with the internet and a lot of the technology, like we have a deep understanding of it more so than, than some people. And, you know, we can spot something that I'm like, that looks really fake like that. That mm. is a, that's a scam. Basically yeah. <laughs> that is a scam. That email don't open that email, you know, whatever, something like that using uh, a scam email or a scam text as a, as an idea, you know, but there's a lot of people out there that, you know, will go to a website. You or I might be like, this is ridiculously fake. Like don't enter your information in here and people, you know, get scammed as we were speaking probably, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, sure. and it's just, yeah, it's just humans are, are so soft at the same time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, uh, we're like extremely, um, uh, resilient, He's, but at yeah. the same time, yeah. Manipulative. Like, like it, we can be easily manipulated for sure. Yeah. To not our advantage. And we sometimes think we are, you know, it's to our advantage, but that's part of being manipulated, I guess. Right. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to draw us on a on a big tangent like that. I know we're supposed to be talking about podcasts. <laughs> no, I, I this is the this is no. There's no there's no like uh, this is this this podcast. I help people with podcasts, and the last thing I usually talk about is podcasts. So. Um, Fair. the common, the common theme amongst us listening is that we have a passion for podcasts is at the end of the day. Um, uh, and like I told you before we hit record, like, uh, you know, really, uh, there's so much more that goes into podcasts. I, 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 I struggled from the very beginning making a podcast about a podcast. Cause that feels like a, you know, I don't know. It just seems boring for one, very limiting and not, uh, it's not expansive and there, it's just, it's just doing podcasting and podcasters a disservice because there's so much that you want to talk about. And um, if anything, this is an example of how you can have one common theme to talk around and bring people together. Same with what you're doing with your podcast um, and that same idea, right? Like you can talk around one theme and there's different areas of that. And that some of that is, you know, talking about, whether or not birds are real. No, <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, so definitely I definitely do that. And I'm sure a lot of people would listen. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to find that birds aren't real guy and have them on. Um, no, no, <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it. I, I couldn't do it. Um, you know, that brings me to a good point. So my podcast is based on, you know, education. It's not like Dylan, you and I can get together and we could just do a breakdown of I don't know the newest the newest Star Wars trailer since it's yeah. you know May the Fourth so yeah. May the Fourth be with you to anybody that's a Star Wars fan out there that's listening but anyways that's because like, you're an engineer you would break it down and you'd go this yeah. actually the the footstep that took no I'm just kidding <laughs> just making fun of you <laughs> <introduce>. uh, just, <laughs> y'all are so smart I just have to poke poke fun at it <laughs> but but seriously though like the way that we're doing this podcast takes a lot more effort. Right. I have to do my research. I have to read into what they do. Mm-hmm. And that way I can have a meaningful conversation. Yes. Whereas like if you and I just got together, we played a game and then we did a fun podcast review. There's minimal, like there's low effort. Yeah. That. You don't yeah. need to use a lot. Like, okay. You do have to be able to connect the dots, but it's just a different, it's a different way to prepare mm-hmm. way different way to prepare to prepare for that game. You just played the game. Yeah. To this, you have to study something and really commit to memory and understanding of a topic and then go talk to somebody that's super professional. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course you need to, like, I need to sound layman. Like I need to, every once in a while, hit that aha moment. Like, oh my gosh, like that's real. Like, wow. Like you, cause then you have to relate to who's listening. Mm-hmm. If you just go throughout the entire episode and you never have an aha moment or you never have that relatable experience. They're not going to relate to you and it's not going to feel personable and they're just going to dip out and never listen to your crap again. That's what I'm trying to fit. Like that's, that's something that took me a while to figure out because I would do all this research and I would contribute a lot to the conversation. Now it's, I'm still contributing to the conversation, but I pulled way back and it makes, it might make me look like the dummy or the person being educated on the topic, that's fine. But like, I know what I'm, I, I know a lot about it, but I'm not, I want to feel relatable. Like I want to feel personal. I, I, I want a social aspect to it. You know, I want that aha moment. And also like, I want to have that aha moment. I want them to teach me something that they're the professional. They're the, they're the know-it-all. Right. And so 
that you have to, you have to pay attention to that. You don't, if you're doing what I'm doing, if, if somebody's listening to it and they're trying to do what I'm doing, you need to understand that. Don't try to be the, you know, the big tough person in the room that needs to know everything because it's not relatable anymore. It's just, I don't know. It can be professional, but it also should be layman. I keep it about 80-20, I think. 80-20 you know, where we, we talk about the subject, but then 20% of it's kind of technical. That way it, it gives more leniency. Love that. Love that. And it, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's doing a great uh, respect to the listener. Sure. And just like you said earlier, people are listening, especially if you have a guest on that they're trying to hear what the guest is saying. No, because there's a third party listening that can't talk. You yeah. know, if you're then there are certain times where you got to keep, you, you know, keep the conversation going in a di- certain direction. You got to share what you do know. Yes. But, you know, at the expense, like I've, I've listened to podcasts uh, where they'll use acronyms and all these things that I'm like, I have no idea what this is. I don't necessarily stop listening to the podcast, but it feels like there's almost an inside conversation going on that I'm just not a part of. I'm yeah. like, there's only so much I can handle of that in an episode itself before I'm like, am yeah. I, am I a part of this conversation? Cause it, you know, people, there's like a meme of like a kid sitting next to a picture. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like, this is what like listening to a podcast is like in the picture is just a group of people talking and a kid like by himself looking at the picture and it, you know, that's how, how it feels as a listener. Yeah. And if you don't include the listener in that, they're going to be like, you know, you guys forget about me, you know? And, and I get that. Cause I felt that I felt like yeah. left out in a way, but, um, but the awareness you have around it is just going to set you apart from so many other podcasters, you know, cause there's so many people that just let that go or don't even, yeah. don't even pay attention. And that goes so far, just a little bit goes a, such a long ways, you know, for sure. And I think, sometimes the topics can scare people. You know what I mean? Like they, cause let's be honest, like the, whenever you're going to look at a podcast on Spotify, you see the episode art, you read the title and well, first of all, you look at the episode art. I know you do <laughs> like, yeah. I, like you want you like, visual, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you want a visual aid. You're like, Oh wow. That, that seems like a cool episode. Then you read it and possibly even read like the little, little, you know, excerpt and then you, you get into it. But like, I think, I think the sometimes like, okay, for example, we had a, a physics podcast with three physicists, myself and two others. And we broke down the four fundamental forces of the universe. So it's called the four fundamental forces. More than likely, if you're a lay person, probably not going to listen to that. But if you do, we had, we, it's not like, so if, if we wanted to make it technical, Imagine us just sitting there reading a book that's in, entirely mathematical. Like it's just all mathematical equations, right? But what we did was we made it kind of like almost a storytelling thing where I set it up in the beginning. I'm like, you know, after this point, after the Big Bang, the forces coalesced in in sequence, in sequence. So it was, you know, the strong force and um, the weak, weak nuclear force, electromagnetism and, and gravitational. So we kind of broke down all four of those forces and it was actually quite interesting and beautiful. It was a storytelling aspect. And we kind of said that like, you know, at the end of it, we came together full circle and said like, you know, physics is, is the understanding of, of, of reality where, where there's physics, 
then physics becomes uh, chemistry, then chemistry becomes biology, and biology is life. So that's why you need to have a root understanding of physics. That way you can understand what life is. And, and it was a, it was a good episode, but I think like with what I do, it's, you'll have to understand if you're doing something like I, like what I do, the naming of the podcast is super important, right? Yeah, it is. And, and great point about the episode art. I will say, um, regarding episode titles, like just like the episode art, very few people will dive in unless they have like questions they want answered before they, you know, give time to very few people are reading the episode description. Oh, for sure. Play, you know, um, <laughs> but the episode title itself is, is a funny thing because, you know, it, it's, it's like YouTube in a lot of ways. Like, uh, do you watch a lot of YouTube? Yeah. You want to make it clickbaity, right? Yeah. You want to make it clickbaity and same with the thumbnail, your episode art. For the most part, a lot of people don't change their episode or their show, their podcast art. So they'll just leave it the same. But with YouTube, at least, you know, you can, I mean, I, I'll, I'll actually, I mean, depending on the podcast, I'll argue that I don't think the changing the episode art is a huge depends. Deal. But if you want like those new people coming in, you want it to be catchy, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, I would actually argue it doesn't matter that much your okay. episode because uh, you're, you're, I mean, it doesn't matter that much because the thing about episode art is it's so dang tiny very true true. it is tiny you can only do so much you know words you can't fit much words on there not that different than youtube because they say youtube thumbnails you don't want to put a lot of text on there but you don't have much to work with like you do on youtube or something like that i'm not i'm not making a case for doing specific individual episode art i'm not making that case i'm just saying um the adele like a deeper dive into episode title like the art of episode titles is, is like, like if we're relating it to YouTube, it's like doing the thumbnail and the title at once in the episode title and the importance of a podcast, because that's the biggest thing. Like when someone's people will binge podcast episodes and they'll scroll back, they see mm-hmm. an episode title and they'll go, ah, that one caught my attention. And it's different for every podcast. Like some, you know, you clickbaity is a clickbait, you know, someone listening that's like what i i know you know some people aren't familiar with clickbait as the title but it's when like they'll be like you'll never believe what happened when four physics locked themselves in a room for 24 hours or whatever it is you know <laughs> yeah uh mr beast the popular youtuber is like definitely great at he's the top youtuber but he he does you know he'll yeah. talk about clickbait and those things but um but yeah with that being said you know some people you know it did it almost does a disservice you know for certain podcasts especially if it's an act like i feel like your podcast is borderline like academic you know it's it seems a bit more academic than your average mm-hmm. um based on what you've shared so far and this is trying to come from more neutral i'm not trying to like come like i'm already in your audience but like my um interpretation i guess of what mm-hmm. you're sharing um and you know some like you know, if you go too clickbaity, then you're going to like, you won't even be able to describe what the episode is or you're going right. you know, to lose it or, or it won't look as professional because, right. uh, because it will just look like uh hokey, I guess, in a way, you know, it's like, what, what are they yeah. trying to say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you want to, we don't want to skew too far away from what the topic is, but you also want to make it 
to where it's, an, you know, it's an eye-catching read. It has to be. It has to be. There has to be something there. I put together, and I was just updating this list. That's why um, episode titles are near and dear to my mind um, <laughs> and my heart. But I, I went through and I studied like the top podcast, uh, like performing podcast episodes across the board, different categories. Mm-hmm. And then I studied top YouTube uh, videos across different categories. And then I stole them all. And then I put them in a sheet. It's like an 18 page sheet. Uh, and I made a, a title a day. So I've made 365 titles and this sounds clickbaity in itself. It's not, uh, I made I put all of the titles in a PDF. Um, and it is available in the episode. I'll put it in the episode show notes, but it's uh, digitalpodcastercom digital podcaster.com slash three It's basically plug and play. So I made it available for like any um, industry. This is not some advertisement. It's just because we're talking about it. Um, But basically it's like a template. So you could technically use it if you were doing a podcast episode every day for a year, but you just like, it will say like uh, something about something like it's all taken from top performing pieces of content with millions of views. And it's interesting, even if you just looked at it from a, you know, what are the common themes here? Cause there's certain ones that maybe seem more clickbaity and there's certain ones that are just like, wow. Um, but it gets the, the wheels turning of like how to frame episode titles in a way that are, is really easy. Cause it's just like a template. Like you could just take your topic mm-hmm. and then plug it in. I wish it was an app. It's a PDF for now, but it would be cool to just, I mean, develop I, the app. I know actually I'm going to write that down. There you go. Five develop five, the oh app. Oh my gosh. That's a great idea. Cause I've been, yeah, it just should just be a random generator. You should definitely cut this out so nobody steals your idea. <laughs> you know, I, I give too many ideas, too many ideas. I had not enough time, so I'm not even worried. But, uh, but yeah, they could steal. They could steal my idea and then put it into an app. Don't steal yeah. that idea, please. Because then, <laughs> then I could do the work again. Then I'd be like, um, "There's a copyright on there. I'll take your." I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just find episode titles interesting because even sometimes less is way more. Like you know. You could just write physics with a period after it. And it's like, hmm. And just that curiosity that creates of like <laughs> yep. physics. I want to know more about physics. All the stuff that us humans fill in when there's space. Sometimes, you know, we fill in space on our own. Sometimes we are like, we need more information. And the balance between the two I find very fascinating when it comes to episode titles in particular. Like what makes someone click something? One word could make someone click something. I've been studying advertisements. Uh, this old... Uh, advertiser i don't think i don't know if he's alive anymore david ogilvy he wrote a book called on advertising and he in in the book he shares different headlines that he used in his advertisements like top performing ones volkswagen all these different companies and there was one last night i was reading it had a picture of a volkswagen the headline and then a bunch of text and it just says lemon and you know like people refer to cars as lemons um and you know that that means it's a bad car but that would get your attention if you saw it next to a car because you're like why but that advertisement sold a ton. It was one of the top performing advertisements of the day. And, uh, and it's just oh. one word, like lemon. You know, that's what got me with the idea with physics. I'm like, huh. That's but funny. It's just funny how people's interests. Um, yeah, sorry. There's just, like, no, you're good. Episode. I could talk about episode titles forever, uh, at least 365 of them. Um, <laughs> so... Tell me about some of the problems of, of podcasting. Like you mentioned a a couple of them, like, you know, it's, it feels like a second job. 
Um, there is social media that you have to do. Are you doing, were, were you doing, and are you doing uh, other, any other content in addition to your podcast? Like, is were you like publishing about cooking recipes or like, were you doing anything that has nothing maybe particularly related to your podcast? Yeah. So I write research blogs that are related to a clothing line that I just started publishing literally on Earth Day. It's kind of funny. It was very cliche. There's so many darn clothing lines came out on on uh, on Earth Day. But really? yeah, yeah. So I I went in with a small business partnership and I write these ecological blogs, research blogs. And for just for example, like I did one on on bees and pollination and their uh, population decline. And, you know, their the relative importance to not only just us, but the environment itself. And so like it's what you could do is you can buy a T-shirt, right, that has that's sustainably sourced. It's going to get even more sustainable. We're just just starting out with the partnership, but it has a symbol of, of the bees on the chest. And then on the on the sleeve, it has a, a scan QR code. And when you scan the QR code, it takes you right to my research blog and you can learn about bees and, and everything that's involved in that research blog. So it can, it combines learning sustainability and fashion, which is really cool. And it's something that I've been doing. I've been trying to develop it since last October. I had a fantastic idea. I'm like, let's, you know, let's do something sustainable, but let's also do something that's, you know, even even like it's even more worth paying the money. And we're also putting a couple dollars per, uh, per purchase towards like a, a nonprofit organization. I think we're partnered, we're partnered with one tree planted and then we're going to try to switch that up uh, in the future. But yeah, we're, we're, we're working with one tree planted. So it's, it's good, you know, like we're, and then one tree planted works on uh, reforestation from deforestation uh, activity. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the the clothing line? It's called Ecolite. Ecolite, nice. Yeah. Uh, L I G H D. No, nope, just L I T E. Ecolite. That was, that was mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So you're doing research blogs. Yep. Yep. And then I'm also a a mentor on the Wisdom app. So the funny thing about the Wisdom app, like I got I got an ominous email last year asking me if I wanted to be a mentor on this app. And I'm like, I consider it. And I looked into it and I'm like, okay, this could be a cool platform. So the funny thing is like, I got into it and I've done a couple talks. I think I've done four talks on it. And the funny thing is whenever you get on there, it's all like spiritual or meditation or, you know, like common, common knowledge stuff. And, And I'm just like, there's no science communicators on here. So like I could go free reign on this bad boy. (laughs) I I wish I had more time. I would, I would do more on it, but like, I, yeah, I'd get like anywhere from 50 to a hundred people on there and I just talk, which is kind of cool. And talk about like stuff. Like the last time I was on there, we talked about like uh, the natural cause of climate change and then talked about the anthropogenic um, influence of climate change. I talked about uh, light. I've talked about, I think I talked about time which is fun. Time's always fun to talk about and how we measure it. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of some of the things that I do. I mean, outside of all that with, with work and developing, like I just started developing a TikTok that's, you know, in tandem with the podcast. And 
I'll upload it to YouTube and it's called science at light speed or something like that. And I'll do like fun videos under a minute explaining some certain things, or I'll react to a certain video and explain that or whatever. And that's something fun. Just, just trying to get out there, trying to make a name. My marketer said, you need to make the problem. The reason why you're not getting the numbers that you want is because you have no name and you have to build a basis and be recognized for people to start like getting into your stuff. You know, it like, yes, like people will find your, your podcast if you advertise it, but if your name's already out there, it's just more people that you're going to pull in. So I think that the hardest part of all that is just time management for sure. Time management. management. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, and how's the TikTok doing? Um, Good. Like in my opinion, I think it's going great. Like I started by following absolutely nobody. Yeah. And now I follow like 10 people just yeah. because they're people that I like to I like to uh watch. Yeah. But we had was it like a thousand percent growth in like a couple of weeks. The problem is I went on vacation, came back, and now I have to I have to pick back up. But yeah, yeah I mean, just within a certain amount of time, I think we were almost at 200 followers without even doing anything, which is kind of cool. Like in my opinion, I think that's cool. And with the people that I'm going to have on the show coming up, they're like huge on TikTok. So if I could do like a collaborative stitch post with them, I think it would just be, it would, it would create huge percentage growth. I'm not all about the percentage growth. I'm more like, I would like to see more feedback. I think feedback's like probably the best. So like seeing comments from people on, on, you know, YouTube or, or TikTok or whatever, I think that's, that's all the better, but. And what, um, so, so your, your channel to get feedback is through comments on social media videos primarily. Yeah. Like I'll, like I'll usually, I used to like leave like the last five seconds of, of the TikTok to be like, you know, comment below for such and such. Like I would, I would uh, pose a question and say, you know, let me know in the comments or something like that. Um, Anymore. I I don't typically do that because I try to fill all the seconds that I can in the 60 seconds of of something like relevant and important. And if they find it really interesting, then they'll they'll comment. Uh, But yeah, it's growing. It's, It's growing slowly. But the problem is if I, if I did this full time out, you know, if I didn't have a full time job, yeah. be doing fantastic. The problem is I don't, I can't do that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's like a engineer, um, or steam, there's some, you know, uh, I would say like, as far as repeatable processes go, do you have one for what happens after a podcast? Do you, so are you talking about like in terms of social media? Yeah. Social media, basically everything, Um, so you mentioned everything before the podcast and then recording Mm -hmm. the podcast. And then after a podcast, um, I have one fly in here that is like, it's the tiniest fly. Um, can science explain that? Um, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, (laughs) um, but what happens after a podcast do you have, cause you got the research, like basically every, like Mm -hmm. you, you come prepared to an episode you know what you're going to talk about, but there's an element too for conversation. Mm-hmm. Then you record it. And then what happens afterwards? Right. So the main focus platforms that we go with is typically TikTok and Instagram and also Facebook. Nice. Uh, Twitter is not so much. Uh, it's I've had a hard time with engagement 
through a podcast on Twitter. So I've, I still post everything that we can on Twitter, but my, my typical way that I do it is after, before I, I meet with a guest, I'll usually throw a story out there and say like, I'm having this guest on super excited, you know, and I'll share like a, you know, like a post that they had on their profile so they can go check them out and then we'll record. And then I'll give like, kind of like a countdown post where it's like, you know, Hey, it's, it's coming out, you know, this day. And um, I'll do like a, then closer to time, I'll do like a poll, you know, you know, what are you excited about? Like some, some sort of a question it'll come out. I'll do a post that day across the social media platforms. Um, and then a day after or two days after what I'll do is I'll say like, you know, did you catch the video or what did you think about this? I'll put a poll up that like has like different, you know, answers or whatever, just to get like some engagement. But, you know, it, it's, it's on stories, IG stories, maybe. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah. Mainly on IG stories, but like for TikTok, I'll like, it'll come out and then I'll post like a, a, a TikTok. I'll do like a cool fun fact about it or something. And then like, say, you know, if you want to learn more, I had such and such on and, you know, link in the bio, check it out kind of deal. Nice. Uh, and then with Twitter, what I'll do is I'll usually share that video onto Twitter and I'll also share like the podcast link, et cetera, and just see if it does something, <laughs> but it's kind of tough. Would I, any feedback that I get on Twitter, it's usually like, uh, like commenting on others posts and stuff like that. That's been kind of successful, but like, it's also takes a long time to sift through the feed, to find those posts, to comment the correct thing and, and get engagement. It's worked uh, for sure. But do you, yeah. Are you able to track it? Like, do you know how many people are coming from social media? Yes. I don't, I don't think I put a, put enough emphasis just because I, I, strung out, you know, like with, with yeah. time. Or I should say, does the link in your bio, for example, oh yeah, yeah. Does it mm-hmm. tell you um yeah where they're coming from? I use a link tree. So yes, link tree tells it. me that that engagement. So it's telling you like this many people clicked it. Mm-hmm. Got yep. it. And the numbers are looking good or for for the followers that we have, I think so. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh and I mean that like um looking good is kind of vague. So yeah, I guess I just mean um, it's not going down and no, no it seems uh, steady clicking it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, I would like to see more growth on Instagram. I think we're getting there. Yeah. What I've started doing is remixing reels that have like from a, like a reputable, like say like national geographic or something like that. Yeah. And it'll be just like a reel of like with music and then like something going on, but like, nobody's talking about it. Like I'm going to remix this mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about it and explain mm-hmm. it. And I'll get engagement that way. And we've gotten followers that way. I'm, so I'm like, maybe I'll just continue to remix some reels yeah. and post that out. So maybe that's a good tip for somebody listening. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I would um, not encourage anyone to f- like focus on Instagram these days. Um, okay. I mean, not, not saying like, don't pay attention to it. It just, um, I, I, I feel like Instagram's going through an identity crisis. Like they, they don't mm-hmm. exactly, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, they're testing out vertical photos now where the whole thing, just like how Instagram reels, you know, they're making uh, photos like that. I mean, I, just, literally just before this episode, I, I don't look at my insight analytics too much, but the, the uh, amount of, let's see if I have this, uh, I could show you if, if you're, you're, cause you're listening, but I'm, I'm showing Sam this 
graph, the big number, it's kind of hard to say, it's so little, but there's this huge, this graph and the biggest number reached, all right, let's just share the numbers. 50, <sighs> 55,000, around 55,000 people reached through reels, 3,400 reached to, through posts. That number is insane, like 55,000 versus 3,400. Wow. And I'm seeing this across the board, but um, for other accounts as well, but reels is like, it's just unreal. Uh, what didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> that was but, good. <laughs> but um, I'm also like, I feel like you might be able to appreciate this. I'm running a, uh, a experiment account where uh, I started at the same time uh, and it is starting on Instagram and TikTok. And the growth, it, you, like the growth is so much higher on TikTok because the discoverability is so much higher on TikTok. Uh, the algorithm's better for sure. For sure. I, so, I, I mean, I think I'm in like 70 days in this experiment. We're looking at like about 6,000 followers on TikTok, about 540 on Instagram. That's a wow. daily post. Nothing has changed in the content other than the news. It's the news. It's news for people who don't like the news. Cause I don't oh. really care about the news. I mean, it's yeah. just depressing sometimes. <laughs> so that the, the, there's a control, there's the script and then it's very repeatable. It's very repeatable. It's very dry, very opposite of like me. And, um, all that to say Instagram growing on Instagram is just like, Stop. it's just like, it's just painful to watch. I guess I, it's painful to watch people do that. If you focus on TikTok, you can use that content on Instagram, ex- Instagram experts, don't like hearing that because they're like probably making money on Instagram. But mm-hmm. The reality is like it's moving towards TikTok until Instagram figures out what the heck it's doing. It's like the focus is on TikTok and then driving to YouTube shorts. Discoverability is great on YouTube shorts right now. Yeah. Post something this morning and have 5,000 views by evening. Same with TikTok. Instagram, it's so much harder. So I, I only say that because um, I bet if you just, uh, if you just even just made TikTok your, you know, your thing, you would, you would find, um, a lot of success and growth there. Um, yeah. Um, so as far as, um, what you had mentioned, you had mentioned get more views per show. Um, are you emailing people? Am I emailing people? Yeah. Are you using any like email marketing or anything like that? (laughs) I have not. No, I didn't know the best way of going about that. Like in, in making an email list. Is that, is yeah. that what you're getting at? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say this like, cause I, I know we're also short on time. Um, so I'm just going to, are you open for some friendly suggestion? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always open. Some fr- friendly manipulation. Sure. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so how we actually talked about at the beginning too, when we talked about like uh, tribal people are tribal you know, you're building a tribal with everything steam. People want to be a part of, of the tribe that you're creating. And one of the great ways that you can uh, build your tribe stronger is through social media. Yes, it's great discovery tool, but -hmm. a part of that is through email and how you get people to sign up for your email list. And you're going to love this because it's not going to cost a bunch of money uh, or hardly any money is you could use something like MailChimp to start at least. Uh, MailChimp, it's how you send out a mass amount of emails because whatever you do, do not use just like Gmail to send out uh, BCCs to everybody. I've seen a lot of people do that. It's illegal. You have to have an unsubscribe button. Those Gmails don't have unsubscribe buttons. Oh, wow. Uh, I've been on a couple of those where I'm like, what? This isn't even like, let me off this crazy thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. So MailChimp um, is is like the most powerful tool you will have to getting more listeners or not MailChimp itself because it's not the app. It's the email marketing part okay. it is the communication you're going to have through your tribe using email um, because social media, you just get lost in the noise. Um, and as great as TikTok is, nobody really goes to their following page. They just, they'll follow you, but 200 followers on TikTok is not the same as 200 followers on Instagram and 200 followers on Instagram doesn't even mean that much anymore. Cause there's a lot of bots and it's a mix up. So sure. follow Like if you, if you had a across the board, 200 followers, 200 on TikTok, 200 followers on Instagram, 200 email subscribers, 200 email subscribers are going to be the most valuable at the end of the day. It's not suspect susceptible to an algorithm uh, nearly yeah. as much. It's like 99% less susceptible. There is a still a little bit because of deliverability, things like that. But um, the same thing that you're doing with your episode titles, where you're conscious of hooks, things like that, mm-hmm. you could incorporate into your email and yeah. you would have more flexibility there too, because uh, people um, are not like, they don't look at emails as fast, especially if it's you and they, and they've already spent time with you on your podcast especially if it's like they they're starting to build a relationship with you emails where it's at for for you for building your tribe because um it just gives people a closer access and you're talking about something that is like not like uh as fluid as like pop culture and and the fact that you have incorporating other things like your clothing line um research papers freaking yeah. QR codes freaking magnets I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking Starts about with laser these, beams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, you're talking about these things that require links, you know, and you can't add, you can only, you're, you're like using one link, you know, it's like you can only do so much on social media with what you're doing and yeah. to be able to talk to somebody if you're, if you're, you know, um, at whatever, you know, you do and you can mention like a, a quick little link for someone to, oh yeah, get on the email list here. It's going to be so that person will likely stick with you so much longer and become so much closer and be able to share your podcast word of mouth and share more nice. about you word of mouth. And you can simply tell people at the end of the email, reply to this email with whatever, and usually just one call to action. So it's just like um, you can send them an email about uh, a new episode and mm-hmm. you can actually take your time. You don't have to fit it into three seconds. Like, in this episode, you know, it's like you can actually yeah, like kidding. think about it and you don't have to like formulate this weird thing. Um, you have some time in an email and you can actually kind of create a little bit of a story and you can have people reply to the email. And now you have instant feedback, which a comment on Facebook is or wherever a comment on any social media is one thing, but you don't know if they've actually listened and they're commenting True. on the video. It's not they're commenting on the episode. And if they're replying to an email, they're just a deeper level of listener that is going to really grow rather than like, you're going to have so much more of a fan to put it like loosely, um, you know, than you will ever get from uh, building from the ground up, which what you're doing then from social media. So if I could offer anything, it's just that email was like, people would be like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't have to look through this. I mean, we all love like social media. Well, most of us, some of us, we all love, hate it, you know, whatever. Yeah. But a lot of us, a lot of us, I'll say as like a listener or something would be like, thank you for not making me go on TikTok to learn about something that you want to share with me. Thank you for sending me an email so I can click to the research paper that you mentioned. Thank you for like making me smarter. 
through email, you know, and that could be the headline. The clickbait thing is literally like make your email smarter or something like that with some type <laughs> of promise. That's for the layman where I'm like, Oh, I, I'm, I want to be smarter through my email. Um, yeah. you know, and it's that way, if you don't have an episode coming out every week, you could still write a super simple email, like you're writing to a friend. And that would be, um, what I feel like would I offer the most is based on what you've shared with me, how you could move the ball with like very little time. You don't need right. a special marketer for that. You don't need a social media person for that. It's literally writing like a 500 word email to a friend. It would take you 20 minutes. You could even use artificial intelligence, something like jasper.ai to -hmm. bust out an email. Once you have it down, you could bust that thing out in like two to five minutes. Um, So, uh, and you're just going to get, yeah, you're going to get like, uh, you're going to get more engagement. You're going to get feedback that you want, real feed, good feedback and uh, more listeners. Cause then at the bottom, you can also share, share this email with a friend, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's, it's probably the best advice I've heard for podcasts. Like, that's funny. Cause like, I don't know a lot of people that have done podcasts. So like all of that has been like people giving me ideas and then I sift through what I think is a good idea. Then I take advantage of it. So the email list thing, taking advantage of that tonight, I'm starting yeah. it up. <laughs> it's, the, it's the least amount. Cause everything you said was like, I'm busy and I want to grow this. And it's amazing. Like everything you're saying is amazing. Mm-hmm. but it shouldn't require much of you and it shouldn't require more money. It's just like, you know, it's that like, it's almost like what's old is new again too, because you know, TikTok's new, um, yeah. but email marketing's old and everyone's on TikTok right now. While it's still great. TikTok's cool. Yeah. Emails more personal cooler in terms, and it's more personable. Like you're not, you know, you're not going to get, uh, yeah, you're not going to get strange comments. You know, <laughs> that yeah. you're like, is this person a listener or is this not? But you have a history of them too. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this person's been following me for another year. Um, yeah. And the next thing you know, you're like, these people are like spreading it like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And I guess my last piece of advice, I guess, for whoever would be listening to this is that, especially with, with doing a podcast like this, you're going to get a lot of people that want to tear it down rather than build it up, especially in the comments. And one thing that I've noticed is if you're asking people, like if you're asking people to, to, you know, give feedback or if you're asking people for help on social media, typically it's crickets, but whenever you post something without asking for feedback, you get the, uh, you get the correctors. The people who want to correct you with every little thing that 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 that's said or that's uh, that's done with videography or, or something, it's it's like it's kind of funny. So like you have to have thick skin as well. Can I correct uh, you on that? No, I'm just sure. kidding. I'm just I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh man, it's it's true words. True words. Yeah. yeah. I was heavily on Reddit for a while, just like trying to gather guests and, and get my name out there and and share like the podcast and stuff. And man, is Reddit just full of people that just want to, just want to say, well, actually, you know, it's, yeah. Well, there's, (laughs) you know, that anonymity uh, of, of Reddit that, that I actually shared in a previous episode. Like I just, it's something that's uncomfortable, you know, and they're very susceptible you know, especially with podcasters, if you even hint at promoting something on Reddit, 
oh, yeah. you're like uh, it's taken away and people, you know, marketers love to try and figure out how to crack that Reddit code. But the truth is like, just go where these the path of least resistance, like yeah, for sure. growing something or getting feedback or any of the things that seem like magic or seem like there's a, this complete art to it is really just realizing like, Oh, okay. I need to do this, this, and this. Or, and it's most I've been, mean, from what I've seen, it's Reddit like is, <laughs> I, I don't know. I always find it so fascinating because it's like what the, it's in the top 10, I think of most popular websites. Yeah. Yep. But we know we know celebrities use it yeah and there's all these like i mean presidents have done amas on it asking many things <laughs> that's amazing. but yeah. at the same time like don't promote it's yeah. it's, it's I, I find it fascinating i love it i love a steam episode on uh reddit <laughs> i'm gonna listen to that <laughs> yeah right awesome. um, well um yeah so podcast, everything steam, you said you're doing biweekly episodes right now Yes. Um, on all of the platforms. Yeah. Yeah. You can grab it on pretty much any platform. I think at least there's like eight or nine of them, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And if you're really interested, we are also trying to grow YouTube. So I mean, if you want to check it out on YouTube, you can do that as well. We do, like I said, the science at light speed where we have like one minute episodes. I also am working on a playlist for react reacting to different, like, like the stitches that I do on TikTok. So that's also on there as well. And then we're putting out, we're now putting out every episode that we do on YouTube, which is good because we're doing face-to-face stuff. It's a little more personal as well. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. Thanks for having me, Dylan. This is great. Thank you again for joining me on the podcast today, Sam. Make sure to check out Everything Steam, which is linked in the show notes. If there's anything that stood out to you in this episode, I would love it if you sent me an email to hello at digitalpodcaster.com. That helps future show topics and episodes. I appreciate you listening very much. I'll talk to you soon.